This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, should the city give Pride Toronto $260,000 of taxpayers' money while they continue to exclude police, at least visible police, in uniform from their parade? The mayor says yes. He says the head of Pride says it would not be helpful to withdraw funding while they're in talks with police. And he says the police chief told him the same thing. What about that wording would not be helpful? Sounds a bit like a threat to me. Well, some city councillors do not agree. John Campbell of Ward 4 will be putting a motion before council to cut off the funding as long as police are banned. And a group of seven others, including John Burnside from Ward 26, and he is a former cop, support that. Okay, so what should be done? We are, of course, opening the phone lines to hear from you. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. I'm right here with John Burnside. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Libby. Well, what do you think of what the mayor just said? It's fine with him to give them all the money they want, even though uh, police can't participate, at least not if they look like police. Yeah, I question it uh, at this at this point. Um, obviously, the mayor has more information than than most councillors. I am meeting with the uh, executive director of Pride, I think, in, in about a week, so I'll have a little bit more information. But uh, there have been some changes. Apparently, the police will be allowed to be uh, march and parade with T-shirts on, so they would be identifiable. Is that? What I'm it- I'm not sure that's a change because uh, I was listening to uh, Mike McCormick earlier, uh, the head of the police union, and and he characterized it as no change. So, okay, we're a little not sure about whether the yeah. T-shirts is some kind well, of. Well, and you know, we'll take Mike with a. Gra- I love big fan of Mike, but we'll take his opinion with a grain of salt. Okay. Uh, you know, I I, I want to sort of get that information. That's important to me. I don't think police need to have guns. I mean. It's a parade. It's a celebration. They don't need to have sidearms. So that's not important to me. But the exclusion of police police identifiable police officers is important to me. Okay. Well, that's that's the idea. And, um, I mean, what message do you think it sends? You know, if they're saying – it's like saying, you know – we want your money, but we don't want you. Well, and that and that really is the basic the basic issue. It's like, yes, give us your money, but don't don't uh, have any input in what we're doing. So my position is this: Pride can do whatever they like. They're a private organization, you know, obviously within the law. But the moment they come to the city of Toronto, then I believe council has a say. If we're if we're um, we're giving out two hundred and sixty thousand dollars, then our reputation is on the line, and we need to have input in that. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got uh, Councillor John Campbell, the man who is going to be putting this motion forward uh, on the line. Hi, Councillor Campbell. Hi, good afternoon. Uh, so um, what do you make of this latest development, the mayor coming out in support of giving them full funding? Because uh, uh, as far as the new executive director says, they need time to sort this out. Well, they need time to sort it out, but she's been in place since the fall and told me just last week that they haven't had any discussions with the organization that's at the center of this storm, uh, that that uh, uh, Black Lives Matter has, has not agreed to meet with either her or the chief of police. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so, you know, she can talk about discussions here and discussions there, but really nothing of substance has happened, and their position hasn't changed one bit since January when they decided that the police were not welcome. So she's saying that the police can march in the parade. Well, part of their identity is, is wearing the uniform of the Toronto police, and they're asking them to, die, to deny that identity. And, you know, you know, the whole pride movement is about reinforcing your own identity. And, you know, for a lot of these people, that's, they're both members of the community and they're members of the police force. Um, is this, uh, we're just trying to sort out, is, is, is this uh, idea that they can, police can wear a police T-shirt, is that some kind of move forward or compromise? Well, I suppose so. I mean, the, the, I, I, you know, the thing is that the cops that are in the parade are supportive of the community. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. Many of the members that are, that are participating in the parade are from the community. And so, uh, you know, I, I suppose it, that would be some sort of a compromise, but, you uh, you know, I think what what the police really want to do is they want to be visible as police officers. And I even suggested to her, why can't you let a small contingent of 10 or 15 or 20 officers? It doesn't have to be a you know a, a full force with uh, you know Peel, York, Durham uh, officers all participating. But get figure out a way to get some Toronto police officers participating in the parade. Um, okay, in in full uniform uh, now, John Burnside. You are a former cop. So, as a former cop, how do you feel about the way this is going down? Well, I am disappointed. When I was a police officer at Fifty Three Division, I actually used to volunteer to work at Pride. I loved it. I was a big supporter, and to me, it was it was really symbolic of the relationship between the police and the gay community moving forward. So, it's a disappointment on that level. On the political level. As I say, I'm more interested in trying to find a way to move forward, whether it's a compromise with T-shirts. At the end of the day, uh, T-shirts and ball caps, they're still identifiable I don't, and identifiable I, as I don't, I don't know about the ball caps, John. Well, I'm just adding yeah. some <laughs> ideas to the discussion, right? But what I'm saying is I don't, like, I'm not a hard and fast, though they have to have their sidearms, they have to have their forge caps, all those sorts of things. I think there could be some uh, area for compromise. And, um, but I think the real problem is everyone's putting in their two cents, whether it's the police, whether it's uh, Black Lives Matter. And I really think that the Pride uh, leadership needs to get a handle on things. I have been getting a lot of emails, and I'm sure Councillor Campbell has as well, from members of the uh, gay community who do want us to cut off that funding. Okay. This is what I want to know at the end of the day. I mean, this saying, oh, it's not going to be helpful to cut off funding now. Oh, they need a year. They need a year to decide this. I mean, isn't doesn't this whole thing kind of smack of political correctness? 
Well, absolutely, it smacks of political correctness. I mean, they could decide. They could get their. They should have had their board together and decided to sort this out. And they haven't. They have, you know, sort of dithered their way to this point. Now they're. It's gone to the committee where, uh, where they have to decide. Well, eventually this month we'll decide whether or not to fund fund the parade. But they could have got their, uh, their act together as a board. They could have met with Black Lives Matter. They could have facilitated a meeting with the chief of police and sorted these things out so that some sort of representation from the police department could be there for the parade and the matter would have been dealt with. I mean, this is May, for heaven's sakes. This has been going on for five months. Uh, Yeah, what do you think, John? Well... Fair enough. I mean, I think there's a little bit of irony here. Now, now the police are seen as the as the victim in all this in many in many quarters. So there's a little bit of irony there. Absolutely, they should have gotten their act together. But by the same token, I believe that to to a certain extent, pride is being hijacked. I believe there's been uh, we saw it at the at the parade itself. There was a level of intimidation, and these things do take a little bit of time. So whether we find some compromise with T-shirts this year, I'm open it's to that. It's not the first time Pride has been so-called hijacked. And, and uh, just listening to Olivia Nuama this morning, uh, she said she expects that to happen again. I mean, it's uh, they, they consider these people, their constituency, who have a right to bring up whatever their concerns are, whether the rest of us would consider that to be relevant to pride or not. Right. So, and, and, so I'm just saying, should taxpayers' money be supporting this? Well, that, that, that's the ultimate question. And I think that we have, council has to make that decision. We can't hide behind staff who look at the, the letter of the, the rules. And we have to make that decision. The police are a little bit different than you know, uh, Israelis against apartheid or whatever those other organizations were, because we're looking at excluding a certain uh, a certain group. Um, but by the same token, I think we do need to find a compromise this year. Uh, this year. And uh, uh, Councillor Campbell, uh, I want to start uh, taking some phones because uh, people are waiting to have their say. But uh, why is it that it, it seems you only have a group of uh, seven councillors supporting you? Well, first of all, I haven't gone around and done a count and I haven't lobbied. I'm going to let people have their say. I think it's important that we're having the discussion. And whether we win or we lose at, at the council table doesn't, I mean, it isn't so important. But I think it's, I think what is important is that we're having this discussion, and hopefully, eventually, that will lead to progress. The $260,000 to this organization doesn't really matter that much. They're, you know, It's about 6% of their overall funding, but my feeling is that with the dispensation of public funds, there are certain outcomes that we expect, and they have breached those those expected outcomes. And so I don't feel that they are worthy of getting it in, at this particular point in time unless they show some flexibility and make some changes with respect to their position uh, on the police. Okay, well, uh, let's hear from some of the people. Uh, Walter in Hamilton. Hi, Walter. Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. You're on the air. Okay, now, <laughs> first of all, I would settle that Right off the bat, in no time flat, if I was the leader of the uh, the uh, Pride uh, organizers. But unfortunately, I'm not. So I'll give them the ideas to what I'll do and give them something to think about. First of all, I would take a look at the paper from the Black Lives Matter, which was bamboozled in a cheatful, cunning, conniving, dirty, underhanded way to blackmail the uh, the parade into their demands 
I take a good look at it, and I say, okay, I don't see my name on it. I didn't sign this. I want to honor, honor it. Into the bucket it goes, period. Second thing, I would contact the, the, the chief of police, and I would say, okay, you make the biggest float, most elaborate you have ever seen, and you're welcome with open arms into the parade. And as far as Black Lives Matter goes, they're still welcome. But you will be holding up the rear. <laughs> Period. And if you try to get cute, well, you'll look real stupid because you'll be the last float in the whole parade. So if uh, you that might send stupid, the wrong like message. <laughs> How do you really feel, Walter? Uh, okay. <laughs> that's oh. where I would handle it. And I would tell the Black Lives Matter, you can't come back to me and say you weren't invited. You are invited, but you'll be the last one on the parade. So you can't say that we're not inclusive. We are. And I'd like to see the police officers to come in with what the, uh, the pride parade is about, pride. To be proud of who they are. They're human beings, and they are entitled to equal rights as much as any of us. And furthermore, I would make sure that okay. if they want to bring all their accruements with them, Fine and dandy. Okay, Walter, I think we get the drift. Thanks for your call. Uh, let's move along. We've got Dorothy in Toronto. Hi, Dorothy. Hi, Libby. But I do agree with some of the things that man was just saying. We, we can't, as a big metropolitan city, let any group come along and tell our metropolitan Toronto police who protect us that they can't be in a parade with their uniforms. That is so bizarre. I, I just can't believe this is even happening in Toronto. When I came to Toronto many years ago, in 1962, I was just a little girl, and my older brother took me and my little brother and kids to the Sariners Parade. I don't know if you remember that. You probably weren't even born then. But the Sariners Parade was the most beautiful parade I'd ever seen in my life. I didn't think there were such things like a parade like that. And I, I just think parades are so important for children to see. And to see their policemen, who are their friends, who they should think of as friends, <clears throat> excuse me, not in any parade, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I have a bad cold, I shouldn't even be calling. But anyway, this is a very important issue, and I, I just had to call Okay, to say Thank that to you, Libby, that okay. I, I'm, I don't know the young man's name that wants the police in uniforms that's with you. Okay, the two city councillors do, but uh, Dorothy, thanks for your call. Oh, you're welcome, Libby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, dear. Okay, we've got uh, Leslie in Toronto. I think you have a different view, Leslie. Yes, I do. Thank you for having me on the show. Sure, go ahead. I would like to say, first of all, that there are many police officers who are our friends. I identify as a lesbian. Mm -hmm. I'm a woman of color. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had two incidents where I have been physically and brutally assaulted by the police mm -hmm. simply because I'm a lesbian. So there are reasons why I was one of those people who voted not to have the police in uniform in the parade. I also have police officers who are my friends who do not feel safe being out in the police force in Toronto. So for us, attitudes need to change. And when it comes to the funding, Mr. Burnside and Mr. Campbell, I pay dollars to the city. I pay taxes to the city. 
So we have a right to expect that money to go to pride. We bring many, many millions of dollars into the revenues of the City of Toronto. Uh, Leslie, I'm going to let uh, John respond to you. So yeah, and and thanks for calling in, Leslie. Um, you make some some very uh, some very good points. I mean, ultimately, council has to make tries to represent everyone, but um, you know, one way or the other, we're going to have to make a decision on this. Um, but my concern is if it were any other identifiable uh, group. Let's say let's say it's the paramedics. I'm sure council. It would be all over this. The paramedics need to be to be involved, but because it's the police, I think there are there are biases or biases that are that are getting into the debate, and so it's not even. It's all about whether you're pro police or anti police. For me, for, you for I, a sec, you you have not addressed what I've just said that I have been physically assaulted twice. Okay, and by so the police simply because I'm a lesbian. Okay, so I was a police officer for ten years. I never saw that. I'm not even questioning it. But two things I would say: those officers need to be dealt with. But more importantly, what we've seen, I believe we've seen with the, the whole gay pride parade and, and and the LGBT movement, is that progress has been made. Yes, we still need to make more progress, but progress has been made because we're talking to each other, we're including each other, and we're learning about each other. The moment you cut off that conversation and everyone goes in their respective corners, that's when we have problems. I want to keep this thing moving forward. Now, by the same token, if you don't want the police or, or Pride doesn't want the police, fine, but they shouldn't then expect funding. It's not a guarantee. You don't just get funding. Council has to make these hard decisions, and I'm willing to make them. Um, uh, what do you think about what Leslie had to say that her personal friends who are officers are afraid to identify as LGBT. Would you agree with that? So, you know what, when I first got on the police department, that was in about 1991, um, there was a very different atmosphere and, and there were and there were and there were gay members and we all know knew who they were but they weren't out um, although they were all the ones I knew were very well highly respected. Um, now it's, it's very commonplace and um, I, you know, I can't speak for, for the officers she's talking about, but certainly 10 years later, just before I left, and certainly what I've seen moving forward is, you know, just as society has changed, the police are a reflection of society, and there have been so many positive changes, and so I don't, I just see the atmosphere is totally different within the police. And quite frankly, to her point then, if they're scared, we want more police coming out, we want more police in pride, because we want to show everyone that you know, the police are part of the community, the, uh, the gay community. Leslie, just uh, before we let you go, can I ask you uh, when these things happened to you? Was it a long time ago or recent? In September of 89, but up until, I mean, recently now, there are trans women who are being assaulted by the police. Um, I mean, well, I mean, I, now, just speaking, now, speaking, sorry, not- Leslie, to your assault, it, it was a long time time ago and yes, i can appreciate that it must have been extremely traumatic it's, uh, yes uh, i can certainly appreciate that but, yeah but there has been progress since 1989 progress but there needs to be more because now there are still trans women who are being assaulted by the so, police because there are sex workers on the street this is now here this you know this month in so, toronto so the attitudes have to change 
a lot faster, and there have to be penalties when cops do this kind of thing. Uh, I agree. Of course I they always do. agree with the, the accountability, Leslie. My question would be, how do you actually make those changes if you stop talking, you start excluding, and you go in your, your separate corners? Isn't it all about getting to know each other, understanding that we're all human and that we all really want the same things? Yes, that's all true, but maybe you need to make a bigger effort in-house first. Okay, um, Leslie. For. Okay, Leslie, I, I'm going to move along because we have uh, quite a few other callers waiting. But thanks so much for your perspective. You're welcome. Bye bye. Okay, Simone in Parkdale. Hi, Simone. Hi there, Libby. And uh, I just want to say that you know uh, I'm disappointed in uh, uh, John Tory's speech. He seems to be trying to suck and blow at the same time. He's he <laughs> all sides. I mean, how I can hope you my mum's lang- not listening. Language, people. Language. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but how can you make a decision when you're siding with all sides? You know. But he's like that. Um, I call him May Reactive Act. But anyway, uh, look at the two hundred and sixty or fifty thousand dollars could go to help libraries. That libraries have got to, uh, are, and, um, you know, complaining they have to, uh, you know, uh, uh, they're losing funding and things like that. And, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter, if they really cared about black lives, why don't they demonstrate in front of the homes of uh, drug dealers and so on and so forth? When you hit see uh, black lives on the streets dead, it's not the police. And uh, so another thing, too, is that, you know, that they want uh, the police to wear T-shirts, not in uniform, and if they go to the parade. Well, you know, if a gay person has to uh, call the police because of some crime or something, he's not going to call, tell the police that they have to go, uh, you know, come over with a T-shirt. He's going to call the police, not the gay pride. Uh, well, you know, well the, the, the police working the parade is different from the police participating. Uh, I, I think you make an interesting point, yeah. uh, to put in slightly more polite language, that <laughs> that uh, Mayor Tory is kind of skirting both sides oh, of that. the issue. Let's yeah. just ask the council. What they do you think that's what's uh, John Campbell? What do you think? Do I think the mayor's skirting the issue? Well, or trying to kind of be on both sides of well, the issue at the same time. I guess you could say that. I know it's not an issue he wants to talk about, and because in my view, you're either supporting the police or you're not supporting the police. He won't see it that way. Um, he will look for, I guess, the path of least resistance and be hopeful that you know these discussions will prove fruitful and the two sides will eventually come together. And I think that's what a number of other councillors were do. But I mean, for me, it's not really good. Enough. I think that we should have come to some sort of resolution now. And, you know, as Councillor Burnside said, you know, this is a, this, we are giving out public money and we have a responsibility to give out public money with, with the uh, anticipation of certain outcomes. And they're not living up to the outcomes that I have that I would expect. They don't need the money. Uh, they're big out. They're you know very big now, and they don't need that money. That money could be better spent elsewhere. Well, I mean, it's 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 not they they're. I don't know. It's, us, well, it's not right. for they us to they, say they don't need the money, but but public money oh, should have fund, some stuff attached themselves. to it. Yeah, they can fund themselves. They're big enough, and you know that they have a history now of of uh, you know siding with these uh, dissident groups like uh, the anti-Israeli um, yeah, uh, I mean, a while back and so on and so forth. No, they should not have the money. So to me, in terms in terms of the mayor, I mean, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I have a ton of respect for him. He has been 
uh, he's had a lot more discussions, and he has a lot more intimate knowledge than I do personally. But look so at I have to give him. But um, I know Councillor Councillor Campbell had some ideas in terms of uh, using that funding for relationship building and, and those sorts of things. So it's not like we would just sort of put the money in our pocket and and, and call it a day. We are looking at ways of of moving the relationship forward with the police. Well, I, I have problems with Mayor uh, uh, Tory. He, I mean, they clearly you do. <laughs> They gave an award to, to uh, you know, to the Black Lives Matter when they came out with this anti-white racism. That's, uh, uh, you know, there was a, a woman with the on the um, uh, Board of Education. She said the N-word, and she was pressured to quit. And yet here they go give an award to the Black Lives Matter when the, what they said was just unbelievable, again, anti-white uh, rhetoric. And, uh, you know, and, of course, Kathleen Wynne had a meeting with them and all this. They, they had come out with... Uh, if there was a group that that was against any other group like they are, uh, they would not. They would be persecuted by their politicians. But these guys are getting away with. But look at that NDP candidate, and uh, there was a Black Lives Matter in in BC, and she um, said uh, quoted something that Beyonce said. Some go to the left, and she wants the NDP to go further to the left. So she quoted the Beyonce, and the Black Lives Matter there in in BC got after oh, her. Okay, S- Simone, them. let let people respond to you. Uh, yeah. Thanks for your call. Go ahead. Well, no, you know, I I understand what she's saying, and um, I mean, I do I do not agree. In fact, I have huge problems with some of the tactics of Black Lives Matter, like going to the premier's house and and setting up camp. But for me, it's not about that. It's it's really about the city has standards, and there's the letter of you know as it's written and that staff interprets. But I think council has to interpret those standards, and I think they need to be higher. They need to be elevated. So we have standards, and the whole idea is if we're giving out. Uh, taxpayers' dollars, they need to come to our standards. We don't need to sink to theirs. And that's the fundamental question for me. Okay, uh, let's hear from uh, Stephen in Parkdale. Hi, Stephen. Hi. You know, I have no idea about this issue at all. I'm wondering if you can enlighten us. Is I, uh, are sanitation workers marching in this or the fire department? It's just the police department that's having the problem. Uh, well, why is this an issue for the police department? I don't understand. So can you guys explain that to me? Uh, well, okay, thanks for your call. Uh, police have participated in the parade in the past as police, wearing their uniforms. Many of them are members of LGBT, and then we had this incident last year. And uh, that's what we've all been talking about. So uh, I think we're going to move on and take the next uh, caller, uh, we've got Dennis in Collingwood. Hi, Dennis. Hello, how are you doing? Fine, how are you? Good. Um, I'm terrible on names, so I forgot the, the man's name who's um, talking, but he made a point. The City of Toronto has standards. Why, I would like to know, and nobody can answer this question, why were they not arrested when they stopped the parade for a half an hour or 15 minutes, whatever it was last year? That was a standard. If you try stopping traffic or a parade yourself in the middle of nowhere, you would have been arrested, put in 999 Queen Street. Why were oh, they not I don't, arrested? I don't know Why about that. Special treatment? Now, I would say that there is a, there's a large term for the word terrorist. The people who watched that happen at that intersection last year would have been petrified about what was happening because they wouldn't have known what was happening. Oh, why oh. were they not arrested? I don't understand. Toronto has standards, and why were they let go? Why are they given special treatment? I don't understand that. Who wants no, to take that? Can answer that. 
it's your turn, Councillor Campbell. Well, I w- sorry we, about why they didn't. Do why they didn't get arrested? Why well, you know, for for one thing, that for me isn't the issue. The issue isn't. Uh, relationships between the black community and the police department. It's. I'm just trying to stick to the, the real... No, 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 no. It's got nothing to do with black or police. These people disrupted a legal parade. It was against the law. Why weren't they arrested? Well, Whether you know, there's a certain... Just a well, minute, a just a minute. Tol- there's a certain tolerance. You'll recall that when there was a protest on the Gardner Expressway, Chief Blair let them have their protest rather than getting things out of hand. And sometimes the police are probably best to let things be as they are, and ultimately uh, matters at the parade were resolved without violence, so I would call that a reasonably good outcome. Uh, and, for, and furthermore, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a pride parade, and yeah. pride leadership was there. They were negotiating, and as far as I know, they didn't, didn't complain. Negotiate. Well, no, with the... What do you mean they didn't negotiate? They just said, okay, let's... Okay, we will... Well, no, they signed, they signed the declaration. The no, they so signed the... That wasn't a negotiated thing. They just said, well, okay, well we it's up to them. It was their parade. They had it for X number of hours. What they do lawfully, that's, I'm talking about the pride people. They, in my opinion, maybe there was a gun to their head. I'm not disputing that. You think? But they, oh, absolutely, I think. Yeah. But that's not for me to decide. They didn't, as far as I know, they didn't come to the police or to anyone else and say, move Black Lives Matter off. They're, they decided to engage with the group. They signed a declaration and things moved on. That was their decision to make. Uh, it wasn't, uh, wasn't the city of Toronto or the police. They had the, the, the parade for X number of hours. Do as they like. Okay. I, don't, I think, you know, why go over that part of it? Like, we've moved on. Uh, yeah. Dennis, thanks for your call. Let's go to Kathy in Etobicoke. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Lebs. Uh, my point is, look, pride, pride is part of um, Toronto's heritage, whatever, um, whatever you want to call it. And to be held up for ransom uh, is unconscionable by this group. Um, I'm very disappointed that something wasn't done because they should be taught that you just don't do that. Um, if you want to negotiate something, you do it in, in, in good standing. Yeah, but the, but but Pride perfectly accepted what they did, and right now they're they're saying they still have to uh, sort things out with this group, even though there hasn't been a meeting. Uh, Pride is saying, you know, we need this is these are our people. Uh, they're part of our constituency, and um, we're going to do what they want until uh, further notice, and we still want money from the city. Well, you know what? You, yes, we need to fund it because it is part of our the social culture of the city. But holding up another group that is lawfully holding a parade is unconscionable. Where are these people? I have never seen um, this group at any any of the events that that go to clean up the neighborhoods in the in these areas where they they're talking about uh, marginalized people, where there's all the shootings, this group has never shown up there, never once shown their faces. You have volunteers that are out there cleaning up the areas, trying to do the good thing, and and uh, this group has never shown their face. And I think if you want to be part of the group, if you want to be part of making Toronto better, then yes, if you want to stand up for what you believe in, great but don't hold everybody else up for ransom. Okay, Kathy, thanks for your call. Let's go to Clive in Toronto. Hello, Clive. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Okay, so far, I have. Uh, I think the media is losing the point. The point is not about homosexuals and blah, blah, blah. The point is about Black Lives Matter, and that's all black people is talking about. We don't care about this, blah, blah, blah. 
Black lives matter, and that you should focus on black lives. I've been in this country for over 50 years, and black lives haven't changed. I don't know if I'd... About. I don't know if I'd agree with that, but this you is a pride parade. But if you're a black person, you will see that. Well, well, I, I, I think it would be unfair to say that things have not changed or moved forward at all. There is certainly a lot of racism, but I, I don't know uh, why you say this has nothing to do with homosexuals, because it's, it's a pride parade. It has nothing to do with homosexuals and people like that. But what I'm saying, the whole organization started because black lives matter. And that's all, basically all black people are asking for, to give us fair treatment. Not that the cops see you on the road and want to shoot if you don't give them your identification. Well, well. I was was coming from my office and three black cops uh, stick me up. I've never done nothing wrong in my life. Mm -hmm. And because I'm a professional and I moved from my office, once I came on the road, they stopped me. Well, I, I, I certainly, I, I certainly sympathize with that. But right now, we're saying, uh, you know, should should Pride get funding from the city if they exclude police? Well, I'm not saying they should um, exclude police. Police is need, but police is part of the problem because mm. as a black man, you drive a nice car at two o'clock in the morning. They're going to stop you. A white guy drive a black car anymore? They don't worry about him because he's white. Well, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But the question is, should the city give public money to Pride while they are excluding police in uniform? No, but the, the whole point that you guys are losing is not giving money to Pride because Pride has really not a head of organization. The head of the organization is Black Lives Matter. And if they cut the money out, of that, they're cutting the money out of black lives. No, they're not. Black lives are the one who started it. Okay, counselors, I'll give you a chance to respond. Uh, Clive, thanks very much for your call. Okay. Uh, we're uh, getting to the point where we're soon going to have to uh, wrap up this conversation. So, uh, Councillor Campbell, I think you were about to respond. Well, listen, for me, this is not about black relationships with the police community, because that is something that I am not necessarily well versed in. It's really about the public funding, the public issuance of money for the pride organization, uh, given the position that, position that they have taken uh, vis-a-vis the police department. And pride, which is an organization organization that, as part of its genesis, was about not being bullied, allowed itself to be bullied last year and forced into a corner. You know, there are a great many, there are thousands in the village and in the community who actually are very upset that the police are not going to be participating in the way that they have in in, in past years. And so I'm not in a position to speak about relationships between the police department and the black community. That's a separate issue. But by pushing out, uh, by by saying that they wanted to be inclusive of the feelings and sentiments of Black Lives Matter, they have, in fact, excluded many in their own community who are now going to disassociate themselves with this year's parade. And I've heard from them. They've, I've heard from them. They've been in the media. There is a, uh, an online petition that has over 9,000 signatures saying that, that very thing. I mean, 
I was just going to say, sorry, I think the the rationale for excluding the police is a little bit weak. They're saying, oh, people might be intimidated, et cetera, et cetera. But there's 750,000 of in-kind services, that's security along the parade route, et cetera. So you are going to have armed police officers in uniform on the parade route. So it's a very, in my opinion, it's a very weak argument. But it still comes back to the ultimate question is, what are the city standards? What do we think uh, they need to be? And if, if groups don't meet those standards, then do we fund them? And I say no. Okay. Uh, we really have to take a break. Uh, this is a fascinating conversation. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.